Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Devarim. We start the fifth book of the Torah. According to the Chinuch, Devarim contains two mitzvos, both restrictions related to judges in Israel. This Shabbos has the designation of taking its name from the Haftorah, Chazon Yeshayo, the beginning of the book of Yeshayo that we read as the Haftorah, and um, it is the Shabbos before Tisha B'Av, and this year because Tisha B'Av is tomorrow on Shabbos, and we fast on Sunday. There's really a very interesting machlokes between the Mechaber, Rav Yosef Karo, and Ramah, the Rav Moshe Israelis, as to how to look upon tomorrow, this Shabbos. Rav Salvechik Sechron Levracha explained it in the following way. When the rabbis instituted Tisha B'Av and according to the calendar, Tisha B'Av can fall on a Tuesday, Thursday, or Shabbos, when Tisha B'Av is on a Shabbos, do we say that it's certainly on the calendar is the ninth of Av, but do we say that all of the laws of the ninth of Av are pushed off to the tenth of Av, and therefore none whatsoever on this Shabbos, in which case, Devarim Shebetzina, literally marital relations, would be permissible. And that is the opinion of the Machaber for Svardim. However, Ashkenazim follow the opinion of the Ramah that says, tomorrow this Shabbos is Tisha B'Av. And it has the tone and behavior of Tisha B'Av in the sense that Tvarim Shebetzina are applicable and therefore a married couple are not to engage in marital relations tonight because it is the technically the night of Tisha B'Av. It's Tisha B'Av tomorrow but we don't fast. Now interesting not only don't we not fast tomorrow but there is no su'uda hamavsekes. There is no meal before the fast. And more important, if one wanted to, at his shalosh su'udos, at his shalashudas tomorrow, they could have meat and they could drink wine. There is no halacha that one has to eat that hard-boiled egg, sitting low, etc. If you like a hard-boiled egg, and you like it for shalashudas, and you eat it every week, go right ahead and have it tomorrow. So, just be aware that this is interesting, the nature or how to look upon this Shabbos. I'd like to first review some of the laws of Tisha B'Av, and then a little bit of a machshava as to how to uh, look upon this day. So the five Inuyim restrictions of, Tish, of Yom Kippurim apply to Tish B'Av. 
So therefore eating and drinking, which is one, and washing of the body, which is bathing, number two, sicha, anointing uh, the body, cosmetics, number three, marital relations, number four, and leather shoes, number five, apply to Tish B'Av. And tomorrow night, Motsoi Shabbos, is one of the two nights during the year that the mikvah is closed. On this Motsoi Shabbos Sunday, rinsing one's mouth using wash, uh, mouthwash is not permitted. And interestingly, regarding uh, pregnant and missing woman, so the Be'er Halacha quotes Rabbi Kiva Eger, who says that pregnant and nursing women don't have to fast this year because Tisha B'av is pushed off a nidcha to uh, Sunday. Rabbi Yosef rules for Svardim the same way. However, Ashkenazic practice is that a pregnant or nursing mother should fast, but very, very important, no heroics. Namely, as soon as they feel discomfort, they should break their fast. A woman who gave birth during the past 30 days is not obligated to fast. And if she does, she could and should stop fasting whenever she feels any weakness. One should not wash <coughs> or immerse in water any part of the body with the following exceptions. When you wake up in the morning, wash your hands, negovasa, right, left, right, left, right, left, and we wash until the knuckles. You uh, rinse the water off your fingers with your fingers moist, put them through your eyes, clean them out, and that's it. Or at any time during the day, one could wash their hands if they get dirty, so you're not washing for pleasure, you're washing to remove the dirt, as well as we wash before dominating. We wash after we use the bathroom. And if a person, uh, a mommy, preparing food for her children on Tisha B'Av, she can wash the food, etc., even if her pecans are going to become wet in the process. You should not wash dishes on Tisha B'Av this Sunday, even if they were used on Shabbos and you didn't have the opportunity on Shabbos to wash them, so wait until after Tisha B'Av. Okay, now, one who must eat on Tisha B'Av and they wish to have bread, they certainly could, should, wash their hands in the usual way before having bread. If a person perspires heavily, they can use deodorant on Tisha B'Av. All other beauty aids, cosmetics, may not be applied. Hair combing is permissible. Sunbathing on Tisha B'Av is prohibited. Leather shoes, shoes covered with leather may not be worn. Now children under 
boys under 13, girls under 12, who al-pidin are not obligated to fast. Now, whereas when it comes to Yom Kippur, we train our children a year or two beforehand. Why? Because, please God, they will be fasting Yom Kippur all their life. There's no chinuch for Tisha B'Av. Because we pray that if we are going to fast this year, it's going to be the last one. When it comes to sleeping, please God, tomorrow evening, <coughs> on the night of Tisha B'Av, one should not sleep in the usual way, but to try to do so in a less comfortable way. If you usually use two pillows, then try with one, etc. And until midday on Tisha B'Av, one should sit low on the ground or on a stool less than 12 inches high. Now let's talk for a second and let's try to understand why it is that at Chatzos, which is one o'clock this uh, Sunday, why things change. So there is a very interesting uh, Tehillim whereby the Tehillim says Mizmor Asaf. David Melech literally uh, proclaims a song for Asaf. And what does he continue in this song? And what does he say? This is Tilim Ayin Tes 79. Elokim Hashem. The nations have entered into your inheritance. Simu. They have defiled your sanctuary. And they have turned Yerushalayim into heaps of rubble. Amazing. This begins with the word Mizmor, a psalm. It should have begun with the word Kina, lamentation. And the rabbis give a very powerful answer. <clears throat> the answer is that instead of taking out his Hashem's anger on the people in the afternoon, that is when the Beis Migdosh was put on fire. So his anger was directed towards a building and not towards the people. We're able to see even in our suffering, we're able to see that silver lining, and therefore, at Chatzos, you get up. And, <coughs> interestingly, the rabbis teach us, based upon the familiar pasuk that we're going to recite in our Shachris tomorrow morning, Bikude Hashem Yesharim Misam Chelev. The teachings of Hashem are just and they literally gladden the heart. There is joy in studying Torah. And forgive me if you don't always feel that joy. The Tishabav is to remind us that something is missing. So, our learning of Torah on Tishabav is to be specifically geared to those parts 
of the suffering of our nation, such as the book of Eicha, such as the book of Eov, Job, the parts of the Navi, Jeremiah, right, Yirmiyahu, whereby he speaks of the uh, unfortunate uh, tragedies that are going to occur to the Jewish people. The third chapter of the Gemara Moed Katan and the fifth chapter, parts of the fifth chapter of the Gemara Gitin. Okay, um, again, in the Gemara Gitin, it is page Nun Vav, 56a through 58a, and the account of the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash in the Gemara Sanhedrin, Kuftalid, Amud Aleph and Amud Beis, 104a and 104b. And even these Gemaras and permissible parts to study should be studied without an in-depth going through it, which that too could give us, quote-unquote, that joy. One, should not learn with children, but tell them stories of the Khurban. Tell them, unfortunately, what we're missing. Writing should not be done on Tisha B'Av until Chatzos. Housework should not be done on Tisha B'Av. After Chatzos, you can make the beds. Business should certainly not be conducted from tomorrow night until Chatzos because we don't want a Hesach Adas. We don't want a person to be deflected and take his mind away from what Tishabov is supposed to be. And if there is a Hefseid Maruba, if there is a significant, extensive financial loss, then discuss it with your rabbi that the business could be done after Chatzos on Sunday. We don't greet one another on Tisha B'Av. And if someone does extend greeting, we respond in a solemn way. Tomorrow night, <laughs> a simple thing by not saying good night on the night of Tisha B'Av makes a Roshem. Exchanging gifts on Tisha B'Av is prohibited. And even a walking in a public area, okay, should not be done uh, on uh, Tisha B'Av in the afternoon, okay? And before Chatzos, when a, uh, one should not prepare the meal for what's going to be eaten after the fast until after Chatzos. When there is a bris, on Tisha B'Av, so it's done after Kinos, the Moyo, the Sandik, the Father, Mother, may all change into Shabbos clothes after Kinos, they still can't wear leather shoes, and after the Bris, they take off their Shabbos clothes, and the meal for the Bris is eaten at night. Now, In the shul, tomorrow night, the paroches covering the oron is either removed or pushed to the side. 
After Shmona Esrei of Mayriv tomorrow night, Tzkabil is recited during Kaddish, but after Eicha until Mincha on Sunday afternoon, Tzkabil is omitted when Kaddish is recited. After Eicha, the prayer of Uvalet Sion is recited, beginning with the Atokadosh. Now, this year, <coughs> because Tisha B'Av is observed on Sunday, Vahinoam and Vahitel are omitted from the Mayriv tomorrow night. Kriyashma and Kriyashma Shalmita are recited tomorrow night. On the morning of Tisha B'Av, Sunday morning, Talis and Tefillin are not worn, right? During Shachris, they are put on for Mincha. Interestingly, there's the demarcation. We treat Tisha B'Av morning as if it had the status of Avelis Yom Rishon, the first day, the most intense time of the morning when an Avel, Loalenu, does not put on their um, tefillin. And we do not kiss the, um, the talus koton is put on in the morning with the bracha, but we do not kiss the tzitzis during Kriyashma, during Shachris. All the korbanos that are usually said daily and Mizmor Lesoda are recited. The following tefillos are omitted on Tisha B'Av. We don't say Tachanun, we don't say Ovinu Malkeinu, we don't say Kel Erech before the Torah is removed, we don't say the Hiratzon. After the reading of the Torah, we don't say Lamnat Seach between Ashrei and Evolitzion. We don't say Pitumak Tores and Enkelokeinu and the Ashkenaz, the Sephardim, excuse me, and Vanizos Brisi in the Evolitzion. And in the Shmona Esrei, the Chazan, in the repetition of Shmona Esrei, does not say at Shacharis Birkas uh, Koanim. Okay, it is recited at Mincha. Tehillim should not be recited on Tisha B'Av, even for a sick person. The Kriyas Torah this Sunday morning of Kisolid Banim Ufne Banim and the Haftorah of Asof Asifim is the designated Kriyasatora for um, Tishabav. No Mishaberach is said accompanying the reading of the Torah unless it is for a sick person. After the Kinos, after the Torah reading, the Torah is returned to the Ark, the recitation of Kinos commences. Now, listen carefully. We really should appreciate the fact that today Art Scroll and others have really enhanced the 
recitation of Kinos, which is very challenging, written in a flowery Hebrew, and now it opens up the door for our understanding of the various Kinos, which talk about the loss of the Beis Amigdash and the other sorrows, tragedies that occurred to the Jewish people, the uh, decimation of the Jewish communities in, uh, in Germany, in Mainz, and other cities in Germany, the Crusades, uh, the burning of the Torah uh, in, in France, um, and leading up Lowellinu to the Holocaust. All this is now m much more available, understandable, and so ideally one should stay in the Beisach Knesses, or if necessary at home, and recite Kinos sitting low until Chatzos, which is one o'clock. In the afternoon, if you can, it's appropriate to visit a Jewish cemetery, and even, they say, if not a Jewish cemetery, just to go in a little bit to a non-Jewish cemetery to remind us of, unfortunately, the many, many sorrows. The Talis and Tefillin are worn at uh, Mincha time, okay? It's preferable for those who put on Tefillin Rabbeinu Tam not to put them on on Tisha B'Av. The Shir Shel Yom is recited at um, at Mincha time. In the Shemona Esri at Mincha, Tfilas Nachamu is added in the bracha of Bonei Yerushalayim and the Tfila of Anenu in Shmakolenu is once again added. Okay, and if one should recite the tefillah of Nachem before Uvnei Yerushalayim in the Birkas Hamazon, if one is eating on Tisha B'Av. Now, interestingly, if one has to eat on Tisha B'Av, they should recite Havdalah. Let's start talking about that. And that is as follows. This Motsoi Shabbos, number one, we don't make Havdalah at home, period. In Shul, we recite before Kinos the bracha of Borei Mi'orei Ho'esh. Havdalah is recited at home after uh, Tisha B'Av Sunday night, a cup of wine slash grape juice and uh, mix them and you have the concluding bracha of Hamavdil. No spices, this Motsoi Shabbos at all, and only the Borei Ma'oreo Eish, either at home or in the Beis HaKneses on Motsoi Shabbos. Now, this year, <coughs> when you have uh, Tisha B'Av on a uh, Motsoi Shabbos, so one is not to bring their shoes on Shabbos to shul. That's an absolute no-no. 
that would be preparing on Shabbos for after Shabbos, which you're not permitted to do. Bring your non-leather shoes to the Beisach Knesses tomorrow afternoon for Mincha, or get them there on Friday so that they'll be in shul for Shabbos. Now, the our shoes are removed Motsoi Shabbos after Baruchu is said. The Chazin takes it off right before Vuhu Rachum, okay, at first saying to himself, Baruch HaMavdil Bein Kodesh Lachol. Okay, now, As I mentioned before, remember there is no Su'uda HaMavsekes this year, and if one wanted to, one could have even meat and um, wine. Now finally, other years when Tisha B'Av is on a Tuesday or a Thursday, there are some residual laws that apply until midday of the next day. That does not apply this year except for the restriction that one is not to have meat or wine this coming Sunday night. That's it. But all other restrictions such as bathing, such as shaving, are lifted immediately this coming Sunday night. Now, it's so hard for me to try to give you an, an appropriate thought. I'm just going to tell you quickly that we are a people that live with contradictions. Tisha B'Av is called a moed. It's called a holiday. A holiday? What are you, crazy? So what's the answer? What is a moed? A moed is a time that we literally connect or meet with Hashem. And just as on Pesach, wow, we meet with Hashem in a most positive way, oy, on Tisha B'Av, we meet with Hashem in the opposite. The kina of B'tseisi mi Mitzrayim, and B'tseisi mi Yerushalayim shows these two extremes. These two extremes of when I left Egypt and when I left Jerusalem. Take a look in the Gemara Subos 66b. The Gemara has the following story that shortly after the destruction of the Temple, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai met a woman who, forgive me, was going through the dung of the donkeys of the Arabs and she was picking out the pieces of barley from the dung which he was then going to boil and cook to have something to eat. Look at the, ext- look at the horrific situation and when Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai asks her, who are you? And she says, my father was Nakdimon ben Gurim, one of the richest men in Yerushalayim. And we see Ayay, where she is now. And what's his response? Unbelievable. 
you'll think it's a mistake in your Gemara. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai says, Ashrechem Yisrael, unbelievable. Look how fortunate Israel is. Fortunate, oy, oy, oy. And what's the answer? Explains Rab Friedlander, Zechazadik Levracha, so powerfully. There's no such thing as middle of the road for the Jewish people. When we're up, we are up. And when we're down, unfortunately, we are down. The very fact that our sorrows have been to such an extreme, that in of itself shows us that, God forbid, it should not be looked upon as if this was a chance, but rather Hashem is clearly involved in anything and everything that happens to our peoplehood. And therefore, the biggest nechama, the biggest consolation for the Jewish people comes about by our actually observing Tisha B'Av, that we have what Rav Salvechi called the miracle of Jewish memory. Now, what does that mean? On the night of the Pesach Seder, we don't remember that the Jewish people ate matzah. We actually relive it by eating the matzah. Tomorrow night, when we sit down and we say, on this very night, so it's not simply saying that on this very night, come on, X number of thousands of years ago, we unfortunately lost our temple. No, we look at literally Belial Zeh, right, written by Rebbe Elozer HaKalir. On this night, it's as if it happened tonight. We are able to feel the pain and the suffering of our past, and that's why the rabbis promise us at the end of the Gemara Tanis, that whoever truly mourns for the Beis Amigdash will be privileged to once again celebrate Emir Hashem, its coming. And so, as the Jewish people throughout the world sit down once again, unfortunately, and we pray that Adat, there's still time today for him to come, but should it happen, we really have to connect and realize that just as a child who was born and raised in a dark cave and never saw sunlight, to him this is the norm. We think that the life that we live in today is the norm. Ay ay ay. Tishabov tells us that you know, like me, you're afraid to turn on the radio in the morning. And this is in where we are, let alone that Eretz Yisrael is still beset, and Jews lo'aleinu still all over the world. There's so much which is not just wrong, but so much which is horrific, so much that we are lacking, that we are, unfortunately, our senses are dulled by the life about us and the fact that we are driving a nice car and we remodeled uh, our kitchen. What's wrong? Oh my goodness. We need a Tisha B'Av to sit down and to put things in the right perspective. I wish everyone a Shabbat Shalom and a meaningful fast, which hopefully will be our last Tisha B'Av.